0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to a very special episode of Fight Together, where I and my co host go through all the ills of society and try and solve them here on this spin off podcast of the One Piece podcast. <laughs> uh, my name is Zach, um, and I'm here with my co host, Shannon.
1: Hello, I'm excited to do this episode.
0: Yeah, and Brian.
2: Yo, how's it going? Hey. Doing?
0: So yeah, let's, let's get down to it. Um, the greatest issue with society and how we will fix it. Um, so Shannon, you, you kind of had the idea for, for this, for this episode. So do you want to like, kind of go through your thinking of like, uh, what, what you want to talk about? Um, and I, I guess also your thoughts on the season.
1: Um. I don't know if you should cut this. I don't remember having this idea,
3: but this past year has
1: been a blur. Let me think about it for a second. I've been having a rough couple of weeks.
3: Um, I mean, yeah, in context, this is like end of COVID, definitely mm -hmm. past 2020, so
0: a little bit um, it's all been the same year i think right technically it's just been no, endless
1: it. i've just yeah. been inside and i've been happy to have contact with other human beings even if it's over like zoom calls that keep breaking up or have all these different problems and stuff <laughs> that's
0: true and by the time you all listen to this the world i assume will be different in all sorts of other ways
1: yeah <laughs> We <laughs> who knows who
0: we knows? can't predict,
1: predict. it um, but yeah i've loved doing this mini series and um from the comments that i've seen people seem to get a lot out of it and it's been so much fun having different people on um and having these discussions it's felt um like i like doing video essays and doing educational work and this feels like that but in a more conversational way and it's just been really cool i've been happy to be a part of it Um, And I figured we could do an episode that's just like us sort of uh, talking about the experience and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, there's there's a lot to talk about. And it's, it's always crazy how everything kind of weaves into each other completely accidentally. They're like disparate Mm -hmm. topics, and they always come together. Um, Brian, uh, what what about you? I I guess... Uh, I'll ask instead, you know, what what were the the big, I think, takeaways from our discussions, provided you remember them, since it has, as, as Shannon correctly put it, been a string of a year. I you know, <laughs> yeah,
3: kind of I, I, I kinda did uh bounce around a few episodes right before we record this, just to also remind myself of a few, like, uh, I, I went through and found some really important points, which I didn't know things about, like... uh on the, uh, I think it was the Feminism Podcast when we talked about the Shueisha letter that uh, the the women working there received about needing to understand how young boys (laughs) uh, operate, which I'm like, when I heard that, I wasn't surprised, but I didn't know it. And so it's always nice to hear stories from other people's experiences about uh, specific uh, uh, I would say uh, grievances (laughs) that they receive. That I may not be immediately privy to. And, like, uh, one, of the, one of the strengths to this podcast, or this specifically fight together, is that it is a way for uh, different people's voices to be heard about their specific One Piece experience. Because, like, too often in, like, every other, uh, uh, um, like, when they're reviewing One Piece chapters or One Piece uh, anime episodes, they just really just talk about the show. Yeah. They're not talking about the deeper messages, the deeper meanings that are implied and uh individuals' experiences. Like if you're I'm if I'm like a YouTuber and I'm doing a video about my experience with one piece, I'm not bringing out other people and getting their experiences on the one piece. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 uh I like it. It's a deep dive.
0: Yeah, I it's been like such a for for just me sitting here listening to stories of other people like it's been such a personally fulfilling uh, endeavor. Um, Just like being able to really go deep into what makes one piece so important for people in good and bad ways. Um, You mentioned uh, a good example of the bad there, Brian, uh, at Shoeisha. And also just seeing how... It it's it's this contradiction. I think a lot of the times when, when we walk through it, I think the, you know, the pride and pirates episode we did and the transgender representation episode we did are really good examples of like, oh, One Piece does this really well, but also then immediately does this really poorly. <laughs> right <laughs>
3: after, it's always the elevating and the backhand.
0: Yeah. And, you know, when th- this series is, is unique, I, I've I, Steve and I um, on, on the main podcast I've talked about before, we will never be into any series this much ever again for the rest of our lives. I will never be producing a 500 plus 600 plus episode podcast about any other series. And I'm sorry about that. I just don't see myself doing that. It's getting old.
3: <laughs> I don't think but I have the I, time <laughs> that's why I often go and say it's like One Piece is the greatest narrative uh, fiction that's probably being generated in our lifetime and that's huge how am often like a lot of those things get like uh, I recently watched Return of Oz last night the best movie but uh, <laughs> uh, I, we talk about like Frank Baum he has racist beliefs too go look that shit up uh, the creator of Wizard of Oz but like think about when he was writing the Wizard of Oz it would go on Hundreds of years later it'll be still mm-hmm. be referenced as, and referenced and cited in pop culture and fiction. And that's what we're experiencing with One Piece right now. Yeah. In my I opinion. I think it'll be around for like another of these five decades.
0: I know um Giesem, who we had on the uh the global fandom episode f- uh from Germany, said something like, How lucky we are to be experiencing this as it comes out. Um, yeah. hundred yeah.
1: percent. I've been reading it since I was 12 and I'm around 30, you know, <laughs> almost 20 years. And it's had such a huge impact on me as a person. And I, I was just talking to someone on Twitter today about when Big Mom's flashback came out and experiencing that with other people. And other people were kind of in denial about what happened, about her eating other people. Yeah, or, I, or I, was, um, I did not experience the uh, CP9 twist live, but I, I got caught up right at the beginning of NES Lobby and seeing that come out every week and being, like you said, being there to experience it is really cool um yeah something i have friends watching or reading the series for the first time now that are in their 30s and get i'm like oh wait till you get to arlong park wait till you get to crocodile that's really really fun and for them to experience it as an adult and they'll just send me like little questions i'm like oh actually this means this and it's just very fun to watch people experience it for the first time but i do feel lucky that i've been reading it for so long
3: when i let people borrow the volumes as i like to get people into the series i always kind of curate their experience where i don't like to just give them everything because Mm -hmm. oftentimes there's spoilers on the covers especially if you look too far ahead especially with uh, in his lobby so Mm -hmm. i like give them the bit which just like give you a little taste oh you're in that new arc okay here's these three volumes (laughs) and then give them the next like oh boy now you got that so you can keep going (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm
2: -hmm. yeah
0: no that's absolutely true and like I, I forget I don't even remember which episode of if it was this or the, the main podcast, but just like talking about how um you could remember like where you were during a moment in the series and how it like mm-hmm. starts tying Definitely. into your life.
3: Oh, I, I've I've talked about this one, haven't I?
0: Yeah, maybe that's what I'm thinking of.
3: Oh yeah. Because I have I've mentioned maybe on the podcast, like uh my best friend who passed away uh nine years ago this year when I saw the death when I read the death of Ace, that specific chapter when Luffy cries and like Ace actually passes away. I was at his place and we were watching Inglorious Bastards. And I'll never forget like Inglorious Bastards, it's okay. But <laughs> the uh <laughs> the face Luffy makes at that at the, at mm-hmm. that moment haunted me. And I I've never forgot where I was when I saw that that specific face.
0: I think that's also what makes it like really cool and also important to like dive into some of these like more specific topics um i I mean on on two sides of the coin the first being we have emotional we have like an emotional connection to the story so it makes sense that sometimes we have blinders to certain issues um when we don't want to see them and then on the other hand Um, sometimes we just don't get the opportunity or the perspective when we're initially going through it to see those issues. Um, and this has really provided such a cool platform to, to talk to people about those and and go back. And like, I, for example, like I have not reread the whole Cake Island arc since we initially went through it back in 2017, 18 um, so it's been really cool hearing how that weaves into certain subjects and, mm-hmm. and such. Um. After today's chapter kind of made
3: me want to reread, uh, Big Mom's flashback. I do enjoy it. It's a nice, short little fairy tale. It is. It's a, it's a Grimm's fable, I should say.
0: I <laughs> to be fair, I think most of the flashbacks in, in One Piece are kind of close to Grimm's fairy tales. This is
1: just especially gruesome. It was fascinating yeah. to me when it dropped that it was like, oh, she because it's sort of an implication more than outright showing her eating everybody. But it's there. It was like, wow, he really did that.
3: I, I also love how many people miss the interpretation on that. Like yeah. something I felt like was painted so clearly, but without honestly like, do you need to see the little bits of children to understand <laughs> it?
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. there's a there's a child's hand just sitting on the ground there. How did that happen? Okay.
3: Big Mom's like, or lin like, hey, can I get a little toothpick? I got a little, uh, <laughs> little, little caramel in there.
0: <laughs> hey. Caramel, whatever. That, that No, that works pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> that is a dark joke. Um, <laughs> but on the other hand, like, that, since we're t- on this subject, you know, that's so much cooler, I think, of a way to portray that than, like, or it's, it's, it's both cooler, more gruesome, terrifying because you don't see that versus yeah, you
3: use your imagination
0: yeah and look i can you're rail... also
1: on her or sorry no go ahead you're kind of on her perspective of it because she doesn't realize what happened or she's in denial of what happened and she right. doesn't remember it too so it makes sense that you wouldn't necessarily see all of it she just kind of wakes up afterwards and she's like where'd everybody go that's like ah <laughs> <laughs> that
0: can't be good um so, yeah, the so the, I also think one of the, the 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 problems I guess with this the series that we're doing is that I want to go back and do all the episodes again because I feel like there is definitely another 3 hours worth of discussion at least for each of these. I mean,
3: there's always more guests too. Like it's also That's great, the thing every too. We, Yeah, every guest we pull on will add things to it, which we don't get to do another, the normal podcast because it's like, hey, we gotta get through a chapter. We gotta read some tweets. We gotta <laughs> talk about the animates We can't like if we did if we did that in the normal podcast, every episode would be ten hours.
0: That's true. Like, but like, and then whenever I, you know, even when I see news stories, I'm like, I want to talk with Brian and Shannon and a bunch of other people about like how this, you know, you know, how, you know, like this reminded me so much of this thing in the series and, you know, just an avenue to talk about politics. Sometimes it's just fun. I know Brian, you sometimes are in that boat as well. Mm
3: -hmm. (laughs) Never not in that boat. I know. It's my favorite pastime.
0: I know. And this is a really good excuse to, to talk about it, because I think if we could agree on one thing, is that One Piece, talking about politics in One Piece, that's just not cool. You can't talk about politics.
3: <laughs> and- oh, no, no, I disagree with that entirely. <laughs> now, keep your politics out of my Disney, apparently, is what some people
0: think. Really?
3: <laughs> oh, did you not see that article with that uh, grumpy oh, uh, the Disneyland old guy? Man? Yeah, he was like, like "I'm not gonna, I'm not going back." To We're Disney really World dating this because I saw a woman's tattoo. <laughs>
0: <laughs> We're really dating this this recording because I am sure yeah. everyone has forgotten about that.
3: I mean, conservatives are eternal. It, 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 it drives me nuts because, like, uh, like people figures like Glenn Beck and other right wings, like uh, Tucker Carlson or whatever his name is. They'll go through and they'll claim like Martin Luther King would have been a Republican conservative. You know, Tucker was, was right there. Oh,
0: Cucker Tarlson, <laughs> that's right. right uh, <laughs> that's what Cody calls him. Uh, but like they'll go, they'll go back and
3: retroactively claim civil rights figures as being on their side for whatever reason. Because oh well, he didn't, he wouldn't be a, he'd be opposed to the looting, and. When you actually know your history and go back and look at these figures contemporaneously and read not just the what uh, people who are advocates of Martin Luther King, but also the critics of Martin Luther King, you start noticing like, wait, all the criticism leveled on Martin Luther King is exactly the same criticism people are leveling on like uh, civil rights activists today and Mm -hmm. organizers and left-wing activists and black lives matter activists and all this stuff. It's just like, wait a minute. So you mean to tell me all of a sudden, y'all just got it figured out suddenly (laughs) you didn't have it right 50 years ago why should i believe you got it right now
0: you know that that's a good transition into a question we did get from a fan and we didn't get a lot because i think it is difficult to ask a lot of these questions uh especially since as we record this, a lot of the episodes haven't come out. But the question from Mike uh, was, would you guys ever consider doing a general political fight together episode with guests of other political preferences like libertarians or conservatives discussing the political and social issues in one piece? I'm not asking you guys to go against your values and do anything you're uncomfortable with or debate with anyone, but I do think it would be interesting to hear you guys have a conversation about the politics of one piece with people outside your political preferences i'm going to throw this to brian first since i know brian (laughs) you have a daily uh let's say profession of arguing with conservatives and probably libertarians online (laughs) me couldn't be uh yeah it's
3: I'm, i'm more than willing to have that discussion for sure because I've never heard a uh, conservative or Republican take on on one piece, but I can imagine some even off the top of my head. And I'm, yeah, go uh, ahead. Yeah. Yeah. And like to have an uh, like one thing I would say, if I were to structure such a thing, I would rather listen to them first before I time in. Like, I want them to have all the takes.
0: And we could do a commentary. Be, uh, we could do a commentary track and say, "Ooh, this point was not correct
3: possibly yeah and then go back later and go over it because pop not up like video I'm let them i don't want them to have the last say because if i disagree with somebody i'm gonna challenge them on it and then we go back and forth cool i'm down with that
0: i'll throw it to shannon if you have opinions on that
1: i don't see how it wouldn't be a debate or to, de, like how it wouldn't devolve into a debate or someone trying to use this as a platform for their beliefs which are very different from ours i'm not like afraid of other beliefs and i don't get upset but um and it's also like if people have a different viewpoint on very specific things i think that would be interesting to talk to people about especially things that aren't necessarily topics that people get heated over there are some things that would be very fine to have like a a Balanced discussion about and other things where i just would not have it and also like i don't know if the person who left this comment will appreciate this but i made a one piece video uh i got plenty of oppositional opinions in the comment <laughs> section and i know what that feels like like uh, over political stuff over whether i think i like offhand mention anti-fascism and that upset people so much yeah we like that. things i did for like three seconds i got death threats over
3: how and dare obviously you not be anti-fascist? I you know. You be pro-fascist.
1: When he punches the celestial dragon. <laughs> what else <laughs> is like, I, I'm not saying One Piece is perfect politically, but if I'm talking about anti-colonial themes or like certain yep. aspects of it, like I'm not saying One Piece aligns 100% with my political beliefs because it does not. But I don't know. Yeah, I also, it's just my disposition. I like sharing ideas and sharing points of view. I am not interested in having a debate with someone of oppositional view. I think it would be interesting I, if people submitted stuff and we read it off and talked yeah, about it maybe, but also fun. that's just kind of us. And also I have less of a problem with libertarians, but just like straight up conservatives. I don't really want one. I don't want to talk. I, yeah. I might not be on that episode if you do it. It's just my own. It's not, I'm not thinking that no, no, no. everyone who isn't a, a socialist like me is inherently evil or not worth talking to. I just don't want it to devolve into like debate class or them seeing an opportunity to own the SJWs or whatever yeah, i'm like, just like not yeah. having
3: it i i don't like uh debate lords for various reasons i can't because no, like, they're so annoying debate, yeah debate doesn't solve anything and like i they love the well you used an ad hominem that means you've lost the debate it's like no if i say the <laughs> sky is blue motherfucker the sky's still blue <laughs> mm-hmm. oh i used an ad hominem does that evalu uh devalue my opinion no of course not that's ridiculous but uh yeah, i i do i do i am sympathetic to the argument of not platforming them like if they actually came yes. to the show and they were just vicious for whatever reasons because of their beliefs uh it, it would maybe have to be somewhere where there's like a mutual form where it's not here and like mm-hmm. if like let's say if there was like an anime politics and like they got some people who were <laughs> that's like a scary a conservative serving place <laughs> <laughs> they have like uh found some uh one piece conservative fans who talk about this stuff and they bring us on and then we have like a neutral uh, uh, a neutral area Mm -hmm. maybe because then it's like us ourselves aren't promoting them directly even if you can say are willing to engage them is still a tacit thing but like sometimes we have to challenge these ideas and if their if their side only listens to their point of view and don't even hear a counter argument of it then what else can they expect them to just feed into their already pre-existing bubbles I don't care if they get mad. Getting mad, at least if they're thinking about it, it's like I was literally talking about, Yo- to Yoko about this yesterday, Is that nobody becomes quote-unquote woke or enlightened because one floodgate opens. It's a slow drip over time. And even if that drip is, well, I don't agree with that, blah, 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 I'm going to look up all the statistics about how black people kill white people. And <laughs> just like, mm-hmm. all right, let's play that game. I'm going to throw you everything counter to that. And I want you to be able to uh, answer for your beliefs. Because when, the thing that makes me the most upset is when they try to hide their power level, if, we, if we're aware of that expression. The Pope. dog
1: whistle stuff. the like, yeah. well, I'm just being sensible and saying horrible white supremacist stuff, but I say it
3: politely. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, I want them to just come out and say, even if you don't think you're being a white supremacist, understand that you are using white supremacist talking points hmm. or patriarchal, homophobic talking points are anti-semitic talking points when you're doing this so if you're uncomfortable with that please stop doing that and i'm letting you know that this might be characterized that way and then then i would say look at the room you're in
0: there's a few things i would want to address with this with this question and i mean i you know i obviously do not want a platform um, I also don't want to give a platform to anyone who would spout something that would that that's that's hatred or uh, makes anyone feel less less or less than or lesser than, um, since that's I think literally the opposite of the point of what we're doing. I think we're trying to show that. People are not alone in their struggles, in their um, beliefs, or in their, um, or in their heart, you know, in, in, in the in the things that they um, that they hold dear. Um, and I think, unfortunately, you know, I, I wouldn't the the idea of conservatives, you know, or however they exist today, Republicans might be a better way to put it in the United States. Um, I
3: think conservatives is still conservative. Just like with the you don't want to fall into the de- the nested sujet trap, yeah, it's like well, you know the the Democrats were the real racists,
2: <laughs> yeah, well, the Republicans, the, 18...
0: strategy, the
3: Republicans <laughs> in eighteen sixty you the
0: Republicans in eighteen sixty were the party of Lincoln, so therefore, if we are right they which, are the non racist,
3: yeah, that's why I prefer to stay either left right or conservative liberal, I think right
0: probably the best term actually yeah. for this. Um, I don't want to give a platform to anyone who is making, who is there to make someone feel bad, feel less than, um, be racist, be sexist, be homophobic, be transphobic, and so so forth and so on. Um, and I think it is really unfortunate I th- I think there can be a debate on ideas even if I disagree with those ideas but I think what thing I think a lot of discussion topics especially around the stuff we talk about is either being compassionate and empathetic or not and yeah. well, it's
3: like it's like what Shannon said. We don't need to have them on to challenge them. Like if they wrote an article, we can read the argue, argue article and discuss it. That would be fun. I,
0: I think this is like what a lot of journalism is dealing with right now, though. It's like, oh, we give both sides a fair shot to talk and say their talking points. Right. But but
3: the thing that makes me I, I remember I'd say I was having a conversation with Evan about this on our actual podcast a decade ago is the fact that uh, objective. Being objective is not being neutral.
0: That's it. That's it. I think that's where I would have the problem giving a platform to different political opinions. I mean, I think it is great to be as diverse in, you know, um, in, in everything as you could possibly be, you know, to get out of your bubble. That's like one of the big themes we have had on this show. But that does not mean at the expense of other people or at the expense of, as you said, true neutrality, I guess is, is right. Yeah.
3: Neutrality yeah. is the, the, the problem because like nothing is neutral. You either everything has context, historical context, social contract uh, context that informs it. And if you choose to ignore that, then I'm like then you're not being honest. And there's or if history. you're twisting
1: one piece to some weird narrative that it doesn't really...
0: Well, that's what I was going like, to ask.
1: Objectively, we talk about the problems with it, but it is like anti-racist, anti-colonialist. It's Oda's it trying to be supportive of trans people. It's like his being objective, and from a Western point of view, like none of us are Japanese. Right. But yeah, I, I, I would be interested in debating ideas that were like the, you know, the validity of a trans person identity would never be a part of the topic it would be other ideas ideas about art are just things people disagree with us i wouldn't mind that but i honestly yeah it's just not my from growing up on the internet and also from growing up in georgia and be, it's not like i'm not exposed to conservative ideas i just would like it's sort of antithetical to the point of this particular um miniseries i feel like
3: yeah like yeah. i can't imagine that's why i am like I'm even having a hard time thinking of a conservative position for One Piece because like That's what I was trying not... to do. Yeah. yeah. How can you not value the identity of a trans person and read One Piece?
1: Because I've liked like the Dirty Harry movies or something. There is some conservative art that I've gotten mm-hmm. something out of or I've liked on yeah, um, an aesthetic level. Yeah. yeah stuff yeah, like I that. Love, I love 100%. Conan. 100%. You know,
3: but it's but like, that's not One Piece. That's within the text <laughs> of that shit. And I'm like, yeah, I get it. It's fine. I love it. But it's like one piece is like, yeah, the text is anti-colonialist. It is anti-authoritarian
0: and, and pro-freedom
3: the, I, and pro-independence.
0: And there were a few articles that came, I have. I did not. I stop, I quit this series. And I know this is going to start a whole other discussion point, probably. Um, oh yeah, but definitely. Sorry, can you say that again? Probably my headphones. Yeah, I said, down.
3: oh yeah, definitely. I know where you're going.
0: Yeah. yeah. So, um, Attack on Titan um, clearly oh. is it. Is a series with that. If I were right wing, far right wing, fascistic, anti anti fish, anti antifa, as they call themselves, I guess, um, you could definitely, there are things to draw from that. Because that series 100% has uh, pro colonial, pro imperialist, um, and I'm going to get a lot of flack from this because I always do when I post about this. But there are, you know, I, I see that in that work. I, it is, it would be really difficult for me to go through one piece and dissect it and try and find that kind of message, um, in the series. In fact, um, and I'll, I'll cut this if it's not supposed to be repeated, but I think Oda, years ago like early on when he was writing the series um lent a compliment to um a korean artist or someone in korea and got a lot of flack from it from from right wing um fans i guess um in japan yeah interesting i didn't i don't know about this I, I'm, I'm hopefully not making this up, but I remember having this dis- discussion like maybe in the first few seasons of our show. So, yeah. I, I mean, there are times when he has gone like against a lot of that stuff. I, I don't remember if it was related to the Olympics or what the what the hell it had to do with. But um,
3: yeah. I mean, just like your point with the uh, attack on Titan, how that artist used a lot of uh, from more fascistic elements of Japanese culture drawn into like the what's-his-face the ball general. he's specifically named after a pretty horrific yeah, japanese general. Yeah. yeah and like uh oda does the same thing with his characters in one piece like fucking fisher tiger it's like fuck like shay
0: Guvar, i think <laughs> it's is, uh is it i mean is he- it shay I know, I know, um, no, Che Guevara was, uh, uh, Caribou when he did, what was it, uh, he, they did, like, um, Guevara, it was, like, Gabaru, I think, they did, it was, like, a playoff. <laughs> right. of the- That's yeah. yeah, right, yeah, yeah, that's
3: with Che Guevara, yeah. But, like, yeah. obviously, like, the, uh, civil rights, Martin Luther King, uh, Malcolm X- Malcolm X, parallels yeah. Parallels have also been pointed out as well, too. So, yeah, it's, like, that's why I say Odin is at least aware of where he's drawing those- inspirations for his story
0: i think a lot of the issues we have aren't that it's exactly what shannon said before you know it's not that he is uh pro-imperialist and pro um colonialist is that he is a very flawed messenger sometimes in trying to say what is usually probably the correct message you know i don't know if that makes sense but yeah
3: Uh, and and kind of We'll double back on Attack on Titan. I actually read the last chapter, too, so I've read
0: it. How did that go? I have not. <laughs> I've okay. heard
1: it was... I haven't read any I heard it was of it, bad, but I've heard but... it was like, woof.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that's the yeah, I, I got. Yeah, yeah, so
3: the thing I noticed, and I'm older, so... I remember roller. being yeah, yeah, I'm very old. <laughs> uh, I remember being a, a young, angry teenager. And even starting reading Attack on Titan, I was immediately like, Oh, Aaron's the bad guy. <laughs> because, yeah. like... It's it's that whole nihilistic attitude you have when you're an angry young man. Where you're just like, if I could just had all the power and just do everything myself, and then everyone would love me. Wants to fucking take everything out and take it down. It's like, okay, I remember being that teenager for sure, and that's the story he made. Being that little, Is it like little from teenager. Death teenager.
1: Only he's yes. supposed to be a good guy. It's like yeah. this, obviously light is nuts, but sp- yeah. like there's no moment in Death Note where you're like, this guy's on the right track.
3: <laughs> yeah, th- it's, although it's, I mean, it's, it's Breaking Bad, it's like, oh right. boy.
0: <laughs> but you mm-hmm. know there, and, and Rick and Morty, I think actually sometimes yes. is a good example as well. Like the yeah, problem and is. That's the that's the problem is that people who watch those series where there's, a I guess, antihero, for lack of a better term. or I'd, I'd say like a, the protagonist is a uh, antagonist or becomes an antagonist. Right. Um, it makes,
3: it's you're sympathizing. You're, you're, you're attacking yourself to this character for the wrong reasons. You're not horrified by their actions. You're like applauding their horrificness
0: yes and, or you're seeing how they like i think um with breaking bad and death note are really good examples mm-hmm. because those are two characters who start out with some sympathetic well light might not be the best uh comparison <laughs> here but start out with some like sympathetic motives let's say like okay i could put myself in a, i i still again light might not be the best although i guess walter yeah. white I mean, is also the, not but you, i mean you, it's hard
3: not to, when you make a protagonist it's hard not to make them sympathetic because you're in your right. head and you kind of have to Go with their
0: ideals I don't know if sympathetic's the right word I I guess um You understand Understand their motivations Yeah Yeah. Um, But I think with Attack on Titan In particular I I think Brian you've mentioned it before probably On this show like he starts out Being like I'm gonna kill them all like that's, And and you're Following him as the good guy and I just The the part that really lost me in that Show was um, Since I guess we're doing for the Attack on Titan uh Fight together episode today, but yeah, it doesn't matter. Um, Is they? It was like it felt like this whole um, Zero Dark Thirty arc where they're like basically just torturing people for the sake of torturing other people. (gasps) Yeah, it was really gross in in my opinion, and it's the good guys doing it. That's the part that the supposed good guys doing. And
3: even if they kind of frame it as the well, we're doing what's necessary, and even if we're being traumatized by it. There's never a point within the story where they uh, receive any consequences from that as well.
0: Yeah, that's th- that's the part about Death Note that, you know, I always hinged yeah, for me. Like, OK, like we'll I like get what is he did. Yeah, he didn't get. Well, I'm not going to end. I'm not going to talk about the I never finished end,
1: Death Note, but what I read of it, I'm like, it's not going to end well for this dude. That's not a spoiler because I never finished reading or watching it. But I was like, this is going <laughs> in a direction But <laughs> that's that's a I good can't imagine thing it ending well. Yeah. But then, yeah, for, that's yeah. it's not you can watch someone do terrible things. And it's also I don't think a work specifically has to be like, oh, like outright say this is terrible this is a terrible person doing a terrible thing sometimes you you can leave it a little ambiguous but not when they're like fascists and it's like yeah torture very much like post like 9 11 american cinema that did a lot to be like yeah it's like 24 or whatever
3: it's It's like people who've seen uh, the the starship starship trooper film and don't understand that is parroting fascism is not in support of fascism
2: Mm mm-hmm
0: yeah. And um, oh, now oh so just, yeah, we talked about Big Mom earlier. Eating kids is not okay. Don't eat kids. <laughs> but having a character who eats kids, <clears throat> um, that doesn't make the work itself bad. So like people doing, you know, I, I guess I'm really people being, I don't, like I don't mean to Odin. be
3: odin's another example like people who do bad things do not make the work bad it depends on the framing of which that is being presented and that's also the conversation we often have with sanji
1: yes yeah
0: i mean i think
1: complexities of sanji the
0: complexities of sanji could be another name for this podcast series i think
1: (laughs) he always comes up
0: he always comes if we don't talk about sanji this isn't an episode of fight together i don't think and it's and like you know, there's I I I don't think I'm wrong to say there are people who are trans, there are people who are um gay, who or you know whatever it is that love Sanji despite his worst worst tendencies. Um, mm. and I think what a he's actually a really good example of the sometimes flawed messenger that Oda is. Um, and and at the worst and at his best, I guess. Yeah, but um. Here. anything else about Sandra? it's always
3: it's it's always tricky because like you can read you can read into it multiple ways where it's like like uh, okay i've used i think i've used this example before if not in an argument but maybe on the show too uh for those who've read or seen seven deadly sins the main character from seven deadly sins is an obvious like pervert and misogynist where he like gropes women and but the problem with that, I have more so than even with Sanji's Problems is the fact that like he's never uh, chastised for it. The women just allow him to do it and kind of go, "Oh, oh, oh you."
2: <laughs>
3: yeah, and that pisses me off because I'm like, he's your hero. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't if you if you do that, fucking crack his ass.
0: <laughs> At least Nami does do that every time. At least yeah, he gets. Time yeah uh, but at the same because, time because
3: that's that's framing what the author is trying to tell you about this behavior that is mm-hmm. not acceptable
0: and Sanji's not the main character like Luffy character. would no. never ever ever do that um that would be out of character is like a understatement for if yeah. if Luffy did those if did that I mean, kind like, of thing
1: <laughs> to get abducted by aliens and replace like a horny pod person like a creepy like, oh, pod person oh no Lucas the editors of Shonen Jump took
0: over they they got sick of uh, <laughs> they couldn't Uh-oh. take it anymore
1: um, I, I've gotten really into Lupin stuff in the past year and the, Sayo Yamamoto did a miniseries in 2012 called The Woman Called Fujiko Mine and mm-hmm. I knew before I watched it that uh, Zenigata who's usually like a really goofy sweet guy is horrible in it he makes her have sex with him so she can get out of jail. I've he like keeps grabbing that, so her you know. butt. He yeah. um does all this terrible stuff. But when you're watching it, it's like this is a very serious adult take on these characters. And it's a very realistically written from a woman's point of view, how this world is terrible. You can't have a sweet cop in that kind of world. It just doesn't. It wouldn't work. Mm. So I think it was actually really cool what they did. It's very jarring as someone who likes that character, and I have other problems with the story, mostly with his adopted son who wants to have sex with him. It's very weird. There's a lot of stuff going on with that character, Oscar. But But, the Zenigata character, a lot of people complain or think it's like problematic or whatever. It's like, no, she's a a woman doing a series about how sometimes men in power are terrible to women. It's not condoning him grabbing her ass at the opera or whatever. The framing
3: of that is terrible, right? The framing, yeah, it's never shown
1: to be like cool or cute. Or like Lupin himself is really toned down in that series, like in the 70s stuff, he's constantly grabbing her and whatever. But that's an example to me of like, you have to use critical thinking. It's not that you can't think it's uncomfortable or problematic, but like, obviously, this is what she was trying to do. She say like, cops are bad. And if he has a man has power over this character, he's going to abuse it. Um, Yeah. And
3: how even like a powerful, capable woman gets exploited in those Mm -hmm. situations. And And there are scenes where she she turns it around
1: on him, too. And there's yeah. a lot of interesting stuff with the gender dynamics in it. But I was kind of braced for something different from what what I saw. I heard it was like mm. edgy or whatever. I think that kind of content is important. And it's really interesting. And most of those episodes, I forget her name, were written by a woman as well. Yeah. And directed yeah. by Yamamoto. But. I mean,
3: think about it like this. Like, that's a story men don't often tell because men don't often experience that. And like yeah. I said with the Seven Deadly Sensei, he's like, oh, it's fine if you just like pinch a woman's ass. It's cool. We're all having fun here. But if a woman tells that tale... Oh, and that series it's
1: disgusting. He like, yeah. his little assistant who's in love with him calls her a spittoon and all these disgusting names because he hates her because he's jealous. And Zennygada wow. will just like grab her or make comments, like sexual comments about her and just like her. Like, I don't think I'd ever use the phrase male chauvinist until I watched the show. It's like, oh, that's it sounds like a 70s, like feminist term. But it's like, oh, it fits <laughs> perfectly for Zenigata, and this because he's just so sexist and terrible. But it, it works very well. Yeah. Especially in the me.
3: context of like the 1970s in the criminal world versus like the yeah. like a cop too and like yeah. do not have the best record.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. It's really interesting. But I, I think that kind of stuff, it's like the same kind of behavior you're describing about in Seven Deadly Sins, but in this show, it's not cute. It's not right. there's no part of it where you think, oh, he's just being goofy or cool. It's like, wow, that's really what are you doing to one of my favorite characters who's usually really goofy? Uh it's interesting to watch. So yeah. I
3: guess that's the that's Go like ahead, the Bunny. hero story from uh, Fujitora's perspective. Uh, not Fujitora. Uh, <laughs> Fujitora. <laughs> <Fugico. laughs>
2: yeah, Fujiko. Fujiko.
3: Yeah, Fujiko's perspective is the mm-hmm. fact that like she has to deal with shit Lupin would never have to deal with,
1: Mm-hmm. while well, also dealing with Lupin being weird to her too. But exactly. he's not as bad in that. It's it's and there's also like in that show that I'm just ranting about this. The way women also abuse men are like there's all sorts of interesting gender dynamic stuff, and I think some people are too quick to write it off and don't like it. But you have to take everything, you know, one at a time. I
3: I understand if, like, those things make you uncomfortable. But then I'm like, Mm -hmm. we have to live in a world, an adult world, where these things happen. Like, if you read an article about, like, how, uh, like, a child was being uh, abused by their parent, that should make you uncomfortable because it is terrible.
2: Mm -hmm. It's
3: not saying that that's acceptable, but the article exists and that crime happened. So, as an adult in a world, we understand, like, there's hideous shit out there. And art often... Reflects that sometimes.
0: I, I think That's, the the fact that like particularly it's it's very cool because Lupin the Third has gone through so many iterations from like Monkey Punches oh my God. originally. yeah like mm. um and One Piece is still a one man show one man mm. show um so you don't we don't really have the opportunity. And I, I hope one day we do to see other people's takes on it in the same way that beca- that, that you can with Lupin. Because I think mm-hmm. both series have these characters that you could 100% take from their environment and just you know how they would react in the, in this situation. Oh, they're so We're- clearly
1: defined. Yeah.
0: Right. And, you know, so, I, you know, I would ask generally if there's anything that comes to mind, like... If Oda were, or if the series were able to have a broader, more objective or a more subjective perspective from someone else's point of view, like what plot point, what character, what thing do you wish changed? Or on the other hand, what, you know, one thing has Oda actually really been able to do well in putting himself in the other person's shoes? I don't know if there's anything that comes to mind. It's a big question.
1: I would like it. I really like movie six. I've always really liked Movie 6 since it came out, Omatsuri. Mm-hmm. Just giving someone else who has like a strong vision and idea free reign to make it weird or make it darker or make it lighter. Um, I would also like it if, if it was a different political or cultural point of view. But I just like it when you give, for lack of a better word, like an auteur, the stuff to play around in. Because that is a lot of the best Lupin stuff yeah. too, is like when people who have like a very clear idea, a clear vision of what they want to do with it, even if it doesn't work, it's still more interesting than here's another genetic, generic filler
3: movie. Yeah, it's um, like copying, trying to copy what's been done before.
1: hmm And I think I always really liked, uh, especially when I was a kid, reading the Bellmare flashback of, um, like, don't hate the world just because it discriminates against you. Like, it sucks, but we, you can try to find your own. Like, I, I really liked a lot of that kind of stuff at that point in the story. That's something that sticks out to me of Oda being sympathetic, um towards uh women and their their place in the world and whatever and stepping Brian. outside of himself
3: yeah. sorry i think yeah because like I, I agree with shannon like 100 movie six is like brilliant and it's brilliant mm-hmm. on its own right and that's why i i, I think even like Eye will have mentioned like oh i'll show people movie six to try to get them into one piece i'm the opposite i'm like no <laughs> it's like the you'll get the wrong idea about what one piece is if you watch movie six because it's brilliant, but it's not It's not the series. It's so tonally different, and even if it has the characters behaving as they would in that situation, uh, it's so kind of, like, introspective and emotional in a different way that you mm-hmm. never really get out of One Piece, which I, again, like, there are other movies and other series I can say that are, like, movie six, but not One Piece, because One Piece strikes a different tone. Uh... There, like, I've, I remember initially when I started reading One Piece, I always thought, like, okay, if pirates are sailing around the world one way and there's, like, a giant connected continent, are there, like, bandits that are traveling around the wor- around the Red Line?
2: Like, mm-hmm. do
3: they have an experience that would maybe be different than the seafaring adventures of going from island to island with different cultures if it was more like a, a journey of, like, a, I don't know. Imagine being landlocked your whole life, which a lot of people do, and you never get to see the ocean. What would that mean?
2: Yeah, mm-hmm.
3: yeah, That's cool. uh, yeah. And then and there's cultural takes too. Like uh, the fishmen are a big part of the One Piece universe, and we don't get we don't really get the their full perspective in the series. Well, like I, one thing the, I, I
0: mean, the, I was, go ahead.
3: <laughs> no, I was like about the, real quick. I was one thing I always thought Fishman Island where we were gonna get to see was like a night island. Because it was so deep underwater, mm. I assume, like, oh, they probably never get sunlight. Like, how
0: would their culture develop based on that? That would have been cool,
1: like, deep-sea fish stuff. Yeah. Like, Anglerfish people.
0: And well, and that I was, like, the coolest part that. of that arc. That really cool... I forget the type of fish with the, you know, just the giant oh, teeth. yeah, before... I haven't read Fishman in yeah. forever.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I have not really read it.
3: So I don't remember that. It's a topic for another day. (laughs) And this is like, even though I like Fishman Island, it's, I have problems with it and the problems are the details. And one such detail is the fact that they were so enamored about actually seeing the sun, the real sun. Imagine if they never saw the sun. That would make that uh implication of them reaching the light even more significant because they have Mm -hmm. no other light source
0: Mm -hmm. i mean we we talk about the so this kind of ties into the question brian we have talked about the two of us fishman island or the two of us with other people the at least 15 hours worth probably (laughs) um i don't think that's an exaggeration because our fish the the uh, the the, the read-through episode we did was four plus hours of us talking about fishman island and then
3: we had that panel too.
0: And we did do a panel on that, too. Yeah. Um, and th- what are, I think that is a really great example of Oda having, like, such a cool and different idea from what you would see in Japan, usually, in Japanese manga and comics. Mm-hmm. Um, but not quite having the ability... Ability to execute it quite the way he wanted or quite the way it could have like there's so much like um untapped potential in that arc and yeah. sometimes uh it, weird, and it's a, weird a, decision making there
3: yeah mm-hmm. and it could be a lot of factors like every, like i was talking to yorko recently too like the uh the earthquake happened that year too That's true i think it was the middle of fisherman island maybe yeah, right 11 yeah yeah. Huh. So it's like maybe that factored into is it. like maybe he's like, well, I can't maybe he had a different idea for a story. He mended because it would have been too catastrophic right after uh, that devastating earthquake. Or maybe it's just like, I don't know what the future of Japan going to look like right now. Maybe I shouldn't aim so high and just kind of get through this right now. Uh, but I think the other factor that's just he's a Japanese man who's born and raised in Japan. Talking about issues of racial civil rights, which even Japan doesn't have the best record, considering how they treated their neighbors during various times oh, in their yeah. recent history. And how they treated their Native population, yeah. too. Yeah. 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 So so that's another factor. It's like, yeah, I can imagine it can be a little muddled and sloppy. But I I always give Oda the effort in trying, which a lot of people especially some of his peers don't try and like american comics are very different in a lot of ways because like you can point to numerous yeah. artists from various backgrounds like who get to have their voice and not just like the superhero genre but like independent comics as well that where you can find that comic who actually does very good structural of uh, lgbt issues women's issues civil rights issues because we're baked in it but versus in japan i don't know the uh, The exact kind of like marketing decisions and uh, editorial decisions that go into how they produce their art over there. Because remember, it is a commercial enterprise. Capitalism, baby.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We never know what notes he's... I mean, he can talk about it or his editors can talk about it. But we never know what really, you know, has has gone on or stuff he wanted to do. For good or bad.
0: um, Yeah. Yeah. That just never made
1: it to the page.
0: Yeah. I mean, like one of the only... Well... there's a lot to talk about that but like I'm thinking of a series that does that pretty well and um, Fullmetal Alchemist which I think is probably the closest analog to One Piece in its storytelling style I think does do a I think does do a pretty good job at addressing I I think it kind of ends up Going in the background a little bit, but the native um, struggle um, yeah, for the Ainu. The, uh, yeah. Of yeah. This. I've been reading Rollins. Golden
1: Kamoy, and yes. it's yeah. all about the Ainu. And it's like very heavily, re- not perfect. I think he had to correct a lot of stuff for the volumes for the tankabon and stuff. But it, it seems uh, very, very respectful. And he's got all these experts and stuff. I've been, they're I've also been a real culture. That. Oh, it's oh, yeah. so good! I, I started yep. it and read 125 chapters. I need to, like yeah, I need sitting. to read it. Yeah. Oh my god! I it might be like I think One Piece is my favorite piece of media, and I think Golden Kamuy might be my favorite manga now. It's really yeah,
3: special. I'm, I'm trying to catch up on it because like Full Metal Alchemist is definitely my number two, number three, and after. Around there is, like, Berserk, which is also mm-hmm. brilliant in its own way, for sure. But I know Golden Kamoi also has, like, brilliant art and is a long-running series, which makes me excited.
0: Is that all in it's the fantastic. vault? In the, in the vault? Did I say vault? Vault. It <laughs> is vault. Uh, right, yeah, the man. first
1: 200 chapters, I think they're like 275 ish out in Japan and they're still translating it. But for yeah, they also had me and Joey Weiser were like tweeting at Viz on Twitter because there was some glitch where the last page would oh, yeah. right just in, for only a certain amount of it. But they told me they would fix it.
2: They
0: so better. I don't know if
1: people find that problem. But, well, yeah, we, a whole this, bunch of it's in there.
0: This is coming out months after that, so hopefully it has been fixed and if improved. If not,
1: at me on Twitter at Plenty of Alcoves and I'll yell at Viz again. Not yeah. yell, I'll <laughs> be like, excuse me. Hello, can you please <laughs> fix this? I'll
0: strongly send a strongly wordy.
3: worded tweet. a yeah. <laughs> British accent, the British accent will be in the tweet.
0: That's Oy. true. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> but, yeah, I, I think if it w- imagine how cool it would have been, Brian, if, like... If Oda had, like, a real consultant there to talk Mm -hmm. about the civil rights movement in the United States, for example, and, like, been able to, like – because, look, I don't know everything about everything. You don't know everything about everything. Like, that's one of the reasons we're doing this, you know, to be able – yeah, go ahead.
3: And so, and also, the nature of art is to put your own spin on it. But like, it's tough when you don't have that personal or cultural experience to really tell that story. Like, if some yeah. people may end up reading the Fishman Island arc, who all come from that culture, and think like, "How dare he even try to like tell our story?"
0: Understandably,
3: like, yeah, and that would be understandable too. So I'm like, yeah. He, it's, he's not going to be, like he have been saying, he's not going to be the best author or narrator to perfectly like, address any of these situations.
0: I'm trying to put myself in like a situation. OK, like what if they what if he tried? I, I'm going to use the only tools you know I have. What if he tried to tell a Jewish story or something about the Holocaust or something about like. <laughs> well, you know, during the Holocaust. <laughs> yeah. That's, well, yeah. there you go. Like, I, like on one hand, I think talking about hatred, fascism, genocide, all of those topics are super and discrimination, scapegoatism and all the stuff that comes out of the holocaust as a subject matter is super important. And so even if it is fictionalized, I think that is super important. But if it's done really poorly, or if it's yeah. – I mean, Chad, in your reaction there, probably tells a lot.
3: <laughs> um, I mean, I, we, I, we read on Tack on Titan, we know.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they, that yeah. is a great example of doing it poorly, um, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Uh, you know – it's it is a um, you're you're walking on a tightrope there. You're walking on eggshells a little bit now. I think good authors are defined by their willingness to kind of step into that um, into that ether, for lack of a better term. But also the worst, I think, authors and the worst creators sometimes uh, yeah. also have that this, tendency.
3: This is why I often talk about like uh, content and. Uh, um Meaning, not meaning, that's not the word I'm looking for. But basically, if someone's trying to be malicious with their intent versus if they're just not being the best at it, which is why. Or ignorant I mean, about it. Or ignorant about it. Like I, I've said many times, like I can forgive ignorance. I can't forgive stupidity.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because
3: we're all ignorant of so much. that. That's why even with this podcast, like I learn things about other people's experience and other people have to tell me. I was like,
0: oh, I didn't know that. Oh Wow, that's a great transition to another question we got. Um, I'll take the opening. I'll take the opening. Uh, This one's from Salem. Uh, What is a take from one of your Fight Together episodes or participants that you really liked or you didn't realize before? Or or alternatively, if you can't think of one, what is a take you dislike from the fandom? I think we could answer both those questions separately. (laughs) Because that's a loaded question, the second one particularly. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, the first one being about participants or episodes that you really liked or did not realize before recording. Um,
3: there was a there was one we talked about family and parenting. I forget who was talking. Uh, it might have been David or it could have been uh, Anthony. But uh, they were mentioning how they came from a small family uh, where it was just like the mom and dad. So when they got married, their 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 partner had like a larger family. And they were, like, overwhelmed by that. And they also compared it to Summer Wars, how that was, like, a thing in Summer Wars. is like, small, this guy coming from a small family meets his girlfriend or partner who comes from a large family and being overwhelmed by that. I was like, I have a fairly large extended family, so that experiences something like well doesn't everybody have a large extended family but
0: no not Not me yeah
1: i have a giant family but a lot of people don't yeah no i
0: have i i have two parents uh a sister and one uncle and one aunt um and that is it i mean it's growing slightly now but it's that's basically it
3: And, and i see most of them like christmas and holidays uh so it's like yeah they were a constant factor in my life growing up so it's weird
0: Sweet. Yeah, I'm jealous of all of you, and also, like, I also know that comes with a lot of, um, like, look, I know with a small family, there's a lot of baggage around that, and there's a family is a very, uh, <laughs> it's a very complicated issue sometimes, especially, especially with a lot of these other issues that we talk about on the show. Sometimes does not, uh, you know, work with every member of your family, but um, yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Shannon, do you have any that stick out?
1: Um, I I was aware of like the Nazi book burnings and the history behind that, but I had never taken that into consideration with the Library of O'Hara, and and thinking about like, did Oda consider this? Our, there was there were a lot of examples as we recorded different episodes of historical. Um, events that i might have been familiar with or vaguely familiar with but i hadn't made the connection with one piece even if oda hadn't intended it i thought that was very interesting to have people from different cultural backgrounds and people who have just knowledge bases that are different from mine because my his- my history knowledge is honestly not that good compared to like whatever i know about movies or whatever i don't know as much about the real world uh that was really cool to have these parallels drawn uh, in ways i might not have even con- even if i knew about the event i'm when i read the stuff when it came out when I was in middle school or high school. I especially wouldn't have made the connection then.
0: So that was cool. I was yeah. going to mention, it's- you you slightly stole mine, but I won't. Oh,
2: sorry.
0: <laughs> no, it's fine. <laughs> um, I was going to mention... The Nazis, I think, burning the the transgender, um, the LGBTQ, like, research yeah. that they were doing was, in Germany. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I mentioned that um, to my sister-in-law, who's dating a transgender woman, and she mentioned, oh, no, that was on an episode of Transparent. And that's, yeah, so it's like, OK. Oh, good. that's interesting. Just, yeah, which I had not there, watched. Though. It's yeah. yeah,
3: I mean, yeah, just like how people until that episode of oh god, was that show I was just watching? Uh, Lovecraft country uh, and uh, no, Watchmen, Watchmen, actually. Oh,
1: does, the Tulsa, does.
3: yeah, the Tulsa Sup? thing. I knew yeah, about that yeah. growing up, but like most people didn't. Everyone was like, white you know? people all shocked. I'm like, I
1: wasn't yeah. taught that in school, <laughs> I can tell you that in public school in Georgia. Yeah, I was, no, in public I was, school in I knew about York. it, but it wasn't yeah. from that.
3: I no. wasn't either, but I at least grew up mostly, like, I wasn't even thinking about this morning. Most of my teachers growing up through, like, grade school were, uh uh most of them were black. I had black and white teachers, obviously, but, like, mostly black and mostly women. So, even beyond the extracurricular stuff, they would, like, inject certain s- stories in there. Like, we read, like, Tony, Tony Morrison when I was a kid. That was part of our great authors, in and, and addition to Shakespeare and uh, uh George Orwell. So,
0: yeah. And but, like we didn't I grew up in a like a Jewish, mostly Persian Jewish school, so I was in a completely weird, different bubble than I'm sure a lot of America, but like we we didn't learn about like Juneteenth or Tulsa or any like you know we got the normal we were in New York, so it was a liberal state, or I should say, yeah, liberal, not leftist, mm-hmm. um trying to remember my differences here with labels, um but we didn't you know get like a real education about that because you know and and this is
3: welcome to america
0: i know and you know it the parents and children episode like i was editing that as i was deciding or we recorded that as i was deciding whether or not to have a kid during a pandemic and during you know everything going on in the world in uh summer 2020 um and then i was editing it, it editing it after we found out that we were having a kid and like just knowing you know i I think david said something like it is so important and we have like the opportunity to raise good uh, like a a next generation who will really get it in a way that Mm -hmm. none of the previous generations have and
3: and, and, it will only get better going forward too
0: and you said like kind of the drip, drip, drip of the of uh, wokeness. Yeah. I think is I maybe I, yeah. But for lack
3: of a better term, then,
0: for lack of a better term. Yeah. But but like you know, it is going to be one of the top priorities, if not, you know, other than just like health and keeping my kid alive is going to be making sure they are experiencing a diverse uh, culture, diverse people's diverse uh, ideas. And um, for example, I was just at my parents' house last night and they had the most Indian dish possible, um, you know, chicken tikka masala and they called it tiki marsala and it just like (laughs) reminded me that, oh, they, how do they not know the most popular dish in England, Um, not even like the most Indian, like getting out is so important. And, and, you know, a lot of that I've had to do myself and I'm happy that I'm doing it. And I think this series has been like a really good conduit for that. Um, That was not easy to talk about. That was very embarrassing for me and for my parents, (laughs) I'm sure. Um, the, uh, Brian, what were we and, say
3: and like in the connection of One Piece as well is the fact that like think about how important history is in the world of One Piece with the the Void Century and how that's used to create a narrative. Like I was talking to a buddy of mine, uh, he's from Kansas, also very good politics, good liberal, <laughs> and he did not know the history of the Alamo. Wow! And I'm like, yeah, I'm just like, of course not, because he and I are like of the same age. When we were told the history of the Alamos, like, uh, great American heroes, like, fought the, the Mexican army to a fucking bloody end, but they died American heroes and patriots, and that's how we got Texas. But, like, the full story of the Alamo is a bunch of American settlers kept settling in Mexico, and Mexico's like, why do you keep letting your people cross their borders? We're going to keep kicking them out. And a couple of uh, of Mexican, uh, sorry, American nationals came in t- and stole and a, a a Mexican fort killed their soldiers and then the Mexican government's like what the hell <laughs> you just <laughs> killed our soldiers get yeah. them out of here and the US government's like nope make them and then the Mexican army was like okay and came with their army and killed them and then we start and we started a war over that
0: but like Brian we were the first generation to like even talk about native americans and like the native american genocide as a right. it- you know, as it really happened, like, because you know, the previous generation media were' still calling them Indians well, through, I, would say, I mean, Native yeah. Americans
1: were talking about it. it. it's 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 people in native communities, you know, right. obviously knew their own history, but it's being the accessibility of information um now is a lot better and yeah. in in some ways, in education stuff is being approached better, but in other ways, it's like in a very luther King Jr the way that he's presented in school just as like this beautiful tragic martyr figure.
2: Yeah,
3: yeah. Who, who you know, in my in high school,
1: we never learned about his speech about the white moderates and stuff like that or his actual
3: politics. No his speech or his condemnation of the war and capitalism.
1: Mm-hmm. That did, somehow yeah, yeah. didn't make it in.
0: No, we, 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 Martin Luther King Jr. was like there up front in my elementary school, middle school, high school. Great. But you're absolutely right. It was one speech and maybe one line from one speech that we talked about.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was um, like he had a dream one day and he was killed by a bad man.
0: And That's that dream it. came <laughs> true. Um, yeah. no, one, no, no one also
3: talks about how unpopular he was at the time. It's not like everyone's like, oh, yeah, he's right. We're all important. No, he was wildly unpopular. And then he was murdered. And then riots happen and they're like all right calm down calm down i guess we'll give you civil
0: rights i gotta before i send my kid to a school i gotta be like can i see those textbooks before (laughs) can i get some notes on can i get some yeah um Th- that actually, though, like the idea of native culture, it would be a very interesting topic that we should go through in an episode. because oh, yeah, especially th- with skypea yeah. With Skypiea, um, I think there is a lot of um, of that, not just like Japanese native culture, obviously, but uh, American, Australian, I, I think most, a lot of colonial yeah, I mean, nations. Anywhere. I could really, uh, yeah, I could talk about most of the continent of Africa, if not the whole thing, most yeah. of the continent of South America. America, if not the whole thing, Um, (laughs) most of the continent of Asia. Okay, I see where this is going. Um, It's I think that and One Piece is very like the most anti-colonial series I could think of, because like the world government is kind of encapsulates that principle. And in some ways, I mean, obviously, it's not a one to one. but
3: And and, and one thing I can say where I can see a libertarian (laughs) perspective on One Piece is the notion of freedom. Versus mm-hmm. a, a one world, one government, which is what they, oh, look, that's Alex true. Jones yeah. rails against. Like, oh my god, they're turning the frog's gay. Globalists. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's a globalist. Yeah, so I can see their perspective on this. The series isn't over yet, but that's why it's got to be important how Odo ends this, where it's not like, the, the nation of all of us being one people isn't the problem. It's the imposed control on certain people's identities and freedoms is the problem.
0: Yeah, it's it's not complicated. The, not the
3: community. Yeah, it's complicated.
0: Yeah, I guess that's that should be the title of our series. Um <laughs> or this episode. But like I think it's a combination of, look, obviously we want to be a world of one people where we're all getting along, but you also don't want to make it a world of one people where they all have to behave a certain way and do a certain thing. And, uh, and worship be, the same way. And worship the same way, and you could go on and on yep. and on. Um, yeah,
3: how dare anyone deviate from the way I choose to live my life.
0: Yeah, the diversity of us as a species is is our greatest strength. And, you know, I sound like I'm saying real platitudes, but like it, it is true. Um, there is some truth and cliche in platitudes. Um, you know, anyway, what's I going to mention? I could, I, I went off on, on that. But, like, I think that would be a really interesting topic. We could talk about I, – I do want to talk about, like, some topics we have been throwing ar- around for next season. Um, you know, we, we – We didn't talk about the worst parts of the fandom right? or oh, whatever. That yeah. you know what? Brian, why don't we talk about that before? Brian, talk about your opinions of the One Piece fandom and their worst <laughs> opinions. But make sure, make sure the person listening knows that they're the problem. Right. I'll I'll,
3: call somebody out. No, I'll be okay. Actually, yeah, I will call some people out. So I've noticed in the black American fandom for One Piece specifically, and most of its males, I I do follow like some uh, uh, reviewers and women who happen to be women of color, black women. Yeah. But obviously, and this is kind of goes in line with the uh, how trans representation goes. And this is a problem in the black community. It's not just one piece. This is the black community's problem, where I'm like, we have, and probably coming, this becoming from largely, uh, Christian cultures, also like, uh, this weird, like, machismo that we have to maintain about, like, whenever it's, like, men kissing men, women who are either cross, uh, cross, men who are cross-dressers or women who happen to be trans, it's always the, ew, gross, no, and like, Shut up, you fucking child. Grow up, let people be the way they need to be. And it doesn't make you less masculine to be attractive to trans women or Mm -hmm. to be attractive to, like, have uh, men who happen to be homosexuals and gay. It doesn't make you any less manly to be gay. This is something I've, I've grown up with my entire life. And I'm like, are we still doing this, men? Are we still doing this where, like, two men kissing makes you want to do a little no homo. Is that is that what we're really doing? So shit like that kind of still gets on my nerves. But if I could have a conversation one on one with these young men, just like, hey, it's okay. Stop being stop being stupid. I would do that. I mean we st- can't
0: we started we started the show back in two thousand and nine and uh aught's comedy was a lot of that. Um you know and 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 I think the internet um discourse generally was just like not not in a great place i don't know how i don't know how else to put it um I mean, that
3: the wor- that's the world by and large you're right
0: yeah and it definitely makes me afraid i have not listened to i'm gonna say 99.99 percent of the episodes i recorded in 2009 all our voices sound higher pitched and different um but, yeah, I, there is I, – I I am very, very happy that we as a culture are beginning to make the, those movements, I think, uh, away yeah. from that. And, but and men and do need to listen up and, and – yeah. Men need to
3: do that by and large. It's not even just a black man. I just notice it when I'm watching these like young black men. I'm just like, you should be a little more empathetic towards people who are marginalized, just a little more. I get it.
0: I, th- I think um, the white the white men I know offline, and I think generally there is a quieter version of that going on. And I think you're right. They is it do more
1: dog-whistly, to- Would you say, or is um, it just like not as public?
0: I don't know. People listen to Joe Rogan. Um, I don't know what that's all <laughs> about, but yeah. like. I don't, yeah, so I had, a, I had a conversation with this guy that we were friends with um, after, you know, when I was getting out of law school, and he's been slowly getting more and more right-wing, and I actually had a whole conversation with my wife about this, because we saw him for the first time in a while yesterday, and she's like, yeah, quarantine's making everyone exaggerations of themselves, but Can I you? had an, art. yeah, I just had like an argument about, with him, about like, it, transgender, you know, being transgender, and 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 a lot of it was the talking points that, like, Brian kind of mentioned there, like, what is this with the pronouns and the this? I'm like, what are you (laughs) talking about? Do identify
1: as an attack helicopter?
3: Yeah. They they did not do that. Yeah. And how absurd have we gotten to the fact that some of these people are so concerned about uh, trans people that they are now advocating for people going around checking children's genitalia?
0: Yeah, like yeah, yeah. that's gross on many levels um, and weird. And the, the whole thing is just like, you know, I, I think, you know, he's also just a white, you know, cis, regular conservative, doing well. He's doing way better than I am financially um, and all of that. I assume that he's, he's not listening to Zach, this.
3: Obviously, I you know he's better than you, Zach.
0: But, but these are like problems with him. Like specifically, I think it's just he's in his bubble, you know. Um, and I'm really fortunate that whether he heard me or not, I said the things that he needed to hear in that moment, um, in as calm a way as I could. And I did not leave calm, but I just tried to lay, lay the curds down calm. Uh, but here, here's in the. Yeah, oh, sorry. sorry.
3: No, I'll wait until you finish.
0: Wait, I'm trying to remember what. It is. I'm sorry. No, Brian, go, and then I'll see if I okay. can pick up. You know.
3: Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's actually reminding me of another value you can have to this podcast specifically. It's giving people language and of and like things to listen to that they may be experiencing themselves. Like I've been having conversations with my buddy Tim mainly about like. uh 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 the police situation, but also about like stop Asian hate, and just about like because we're buddies in comic book stuff, so we talk about that too. But he helped me f- form a new analogy, which I think is brilliant. So he gets all the credit. It's about thinking about America like a house, and this is American specific. So America's a house, and we're just trying to say hey. We have to share this house together, but you know what? The roof's falling apart. The plumbing's kind of sucks, so we should try to fix that as best we can. (laughs) But that doesn't mean I'm going to go to your room and change your room. Your room's still your room. That's fine. Mm -hmm. And my room's my room. But we have to share this house together. So let's make sure the side of my house where the plumbing doesn't work, I'm being flooded and I'm getting sick, thus I'm going to get the house sick, so let's fix the plumbing. That kind of shit. Yeah. And I think... For right-wingers or conservatives or maybe some libertarians, they think, oh, you're going to come into my room and change my room. Like, no, I just want to fix the house because my side of the house is falling off a cliff. And so we need to put support structures up there. I I, know your side of the house is fine, but not my side of the house.
0: I think that's true. I think there's also just a fear of like change, especially change in norms. Like when you grow up and I think the pronoun thing is actually a really good example because the first reaction you have to it is that you just don't understand it when you're not in that world. Um, but that once you get it and it's explained to you, and I think, Brian, you put it really well, like sometimes you just need to sit down, explain it or I think um, Shannon, you had mentioned even having it in like, um, I, I, it's the parasocial relationships even yeah, the co-
1: contact hypothesis, like that, rep- media representation, stuff.
0: which I I always forget the name of, and this like the fourth time I've asked. But it's-
1: <laughs> no, it's fun. It's t- it's interesting. It's fun to talk about because it is helpful for that kind of stuff. And I just want pe- like there is some level where people have to have an open mind. Uh, and that's really all it takes. You don't even have to fully understand or share the same experience. Just be kind and have an open totally. mind and don't trample all over other people and don't f- be disgusted at people just living their own lives. Even if you're taught disgust, like try to get over it.
3: Yeah. And um, I f- like th- that's exactly ahead, what I was talking to Tim about. Like, even if the story isn't your story, when someone tells you their experience, it's just like, take it in. Just like, okay, okay. And then when other people confront you, confront someone who has a like it's a, a relevant a bias. Sort of experience you can say yeah you can say well my friend or someone who i talked to or someone i know had this experience and then you relay, relay that experience you don't have to agree with it it's yeah. not your experience that's why you're saying it's their experience
0: show don't tell yeah. <laughs> just like big mom eating the children um yeah. it's so much more effective when they just disappeared and they have caramel in her teeth but like I guess that's not the best example. But I I remember the thing that I did want to say, and that's that, you know, I think One Piece does do a good job at it as well. But the as as someone in a minority, even if it's a minority that gets a lot of the, um, you know, it's Judy, Judaism's weird because we don't. You know, I don't think most people in the street would like know, oh, that's a minority, you know, and we don't have a lot of the implicit biases against us, but that there are also you know, white supremacists would love us dead right now Um, so there's, you gotta get both sides of that, but it also does give me the perspective of when I see a a transgender person a gay person, a lesbian person um, a a Muslim person, a, a, you know, any minority, anyone who is going or anyone who's just going through Um, any biases, racism, um, so on and so forth, I empathize with their position immediately. And I think just, you know, I think that is something that One Piece does do well. And Luffy particular is such a good emblem of that, that if someone is not getting treated the same way, like let's think of Tama, for example, in, um, in, in Wano. Yeah, it's like... Wait, I I'm able to get food. Uh, I I wasn't able to eat poison until I was much older, and she and she can't do this, you know, and she has to eat poison all the time. One piece
3: does something super critical, and I'm glad you brought that up. It, it yeah. reminded me of uh, uh I, I can say a friend because I I did know him. Uh, the late great Michael Brooks, I like to call him. Uh, but he he does, he's a leftist commentator. He passed away just last year during uh COVID,
2: mm-hmm. but
3: like. He he had a phrase, which I love to use. He says, uh, be soft on people, be, but be hard on systems. Mm-hmm. And what that, and basically what that means, yeah, like you've got that uh, uncle who's spouting like white supremacists or homophobic nonsense. There's a reason why he thinks that way. And the system behind that is why he thinks that way. And that's what we have to really come out against. And that's what basically Luffy does. Like the whole journey of the One Piece experience is literally challenging a system that led to the corruption, that led to the persecution of the fishermen, that led to Arlong becoming this tyrant and then spreading that persecution on the Nami's village.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's there's Yeah. I, I, I like I like the idea of being hard on systems, not on people. It's really difficult today. It is, to, it is difficult. <laughs> yeah. Especially like when there's someone close to you or um Like, I have a a friend from high school who was, like, trying to equivocate about Trump um, right before he left, like, after the election, but, you know, and person smart otherwise, but obviously not in that. And I'm like, I don't even know – I don't have the emotional bandwidth to, like, even figure out how to have this conversation. Um, And it's really difficult, I'm sure, for a lot of people who have family members – um who are you know politically believe things that not only are antithetical to your beliefs but may even be antithetical to you um, and you know I I'm, I'm sure that that person still has empathy and and the the ability to unless you know they are phys- they are mentally incapable of it but you know probably still have a, a place where you can reach them in there but it might be difficult or impossible to do and it's a really yeah it's exhausting i, mean, I don't know the word for not it not
3: even just the past year but the past four years have really tested a lot of people even a lot of friends of mine are just like not communicative with their family because of the divisions that start to happen
1: and stuff like yeah. QAnon, which yeah. it's just a cult like even people who are moderate are probably conservative right not i i am not a conservative i don't agree with conservative positions but not every conservative (laughs) thinks like 5g towers are trying to control your brain and pizzagate and you know this is a conspiracy and all this kind of stuff lasers yeah all that kind of like there is like within an extreme group there's the extreme fringe and those people like lose contact with their families and i um yeah and and i something growing older for me and looking at uh politics versus individual people it is something i learned what you were talking about that most problems are systemic and a lot of people feel disempowered to do change anything systemically so they just attack other people on twitter a yeah. lot of discourse, at least a lot of the discourse that i see like talking about my own community it's just queer mentally ill people screaming at each other and sending each other death threats over fan fiction or whatever mm, like hundreds Jesus. or thousands of people it's so stupid and if you say something like is this a good use of your time it, I, I'm not trying to be mean but like you're just you feel powerless so you're just attacking people on the internet
2: It's so yeah. you do something it, that will
1: help people <laughs> with this energy that you just yell at each other online it's stupid
3: and what sucks about that is like because you're dealing with a marginalized group of people who are already extra marginalized mm-hmm. they're, the oppression yeah. that they felt they have to express that way because they have other, no other power within like this system and honestly yeah. this is where even I have sympathy for like Uh, poor white southerners and like white supremacists where they're like yeah you got fucked over by like the elites sending your job overseas you got fucked over during a slavery because they're they were kidnapping my ancestors making them work for free and
0: not paying you what you
3: should be worth to pay to do that job
0: and And i I, I mean even beyond that they live in a system that's ancestrally built and inherited well but a very bad one um where they're being told that oh the problem are those guys over there They're yeah not, are those yeah. people over there
3: like, yeah. it's look so at crazy that, that it's like being that brainwashed just yeah look at that shooting that just happened with that fucking uh, kid yeah. yeah I don't even say kid that man who fucking uh murdered uh, a bunch of women in a uh, massage parlor and said of yeah. uh, Asian women in a massage parlor and said oh no it wasn't about race it was about because I'm sexually hung up motherfucker that is about race why'd you target Asian women. Yes, yeah, his lawyer yeah. told him to say that. And, and what's crazy about that, I just afterward, I learned something I didn't know before. Uh, I knew about the Chinese Exclusionary Act, but I did not like I've known that since I was a kid. But like, I did not know that even before the Chinese Exclusionary Act, that Asian uh, Chinese women specifically, maybe Asian large, but Chinese women specifically were not allowed in the country because uh they brought quote unquote deviance and uh sexual immorality.
0: There there is wow. a lot of anti specifically anti-chinese legislation that existed I think that's the middle of the 19th century. Um, yeah, because this is the late 19th century. Of the railroad and, yeah. yeah all that. Was there this. was yeah, there the, is very built into the American uh, fabric. And mm-hmm. the problem is, as you said, um, we're trying to fix our house and we got to take out the asbestos or else we're all going to die. <laughs> um, right. But being like, no, don't touch my house. It's my house. <laughs> like, OK, you well, know, it,
3: well, some of the house is flooded. With yeah. all that, and that's when we get in the bootstrap.
0: Bar. I don't want so to well, get lung cancer get... from your house. That's all I'm saying. Yeah.
3: I'm Dude, up in the I attic and sick.
2: I'm
1: fine. I'm not. What's the problem That's with true, you? It's There's no stupid. asbestos in
0: the yeah. attic. Yeah. <laughs> well, my ass
3: in the basement dies and I start molding becoming erotic corpse. Guess what? At some point you're going to get sick.
0: <laughs> I, I think a lot of the fandom and this, wow, this question, this answer to this question. took. Yeah, I
1: didn't off. get to say what I don't like about the One Piece fandom either.
0: It's okay. a lot. I, I just don't want to forget to say because I will forget. Um, I think a good rule of thumb um is to not go with your first thought but go with your second thought on things so if you are if your first you know if you're getting punched your first reaction is going to be to punch back but sometimes that's not the best way to handle a situation that's already that's toxic
3: that's why we call them reactionaries
0: yeah. and I think it is especially hard when we're in a marginalized community to be like, we have to punch back or else we're going to be in you know trouble. It's like a fight or flight thing, I think, almost. you know, that's the the anxiety around it. I mean, I understand it. um, but it hurts to see um that kind of stuff. i I, I relate. Um but Shannon, you should answer this question. <laughs> I think you're very qualified to answer this question
1: the The most annoying thing to me. And I pointed it, a lot of it is doing this podcast has been a great experience. I don't think I've gotten like any harassment off of it or anything. YouTube is a different story. It's like, I think I say in my video, oh, just treatment of women Are women being less than uh, men or whatever. It's like, it's a, it's like reindeer don't talk in real life. People can't go to a sky, an island in the sky in real life. But all these comments are like, well, women are just weaker than men in real life. It's like, that's not you're using like biological determinism on a fantasy series it's like uh, people who like if you say why aren't there more people of color specifically black people in fantasy novels where there weren't black people in europe and it's like well for one there were and also it's not real yes you don't need to. you're asking this to replicate uh either like sexism or like some kind of in your mind or in these people's minds biological determinism it's like i don't I think Oda has done interesting stuff with women being weaker, like with Tashigi or with, or rather with Queena feeling frustrated, with Bellmare. But also, I would just rather it not be replicated. Like I watched a video from I think the second John Wick uh, movie where he's fighting Ruby Rose, and I was like, oh, that's a cool fight scene. Yeah, when that I watched was a great it. Fight scene. Then in the comments, it's like women aren't strong. It's like that movie's not real. Let me first have off, the, like it's so weird to get. It's not a, first a, a, off,
0: Ruby a Rose feminist can scene. Kick their asses. Ruby
2: yeah, Ruby Rose, yeah, Rose kind of can definitely.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: But it's people who use, who want fantasy. It's like a the opposite of what they complain about. SJW's trying to make everything feminist or make everything whatever. They get agitated if they don't see their biases reflected in media that they consume. Right. So also, I don't.
3: I must so they've always they've always had it that way. So they never yeah, That's it's like, all the but sauce is made
1: one piece isn't a documentary I'm not gonna have the argument over men versus women and strength in real life Or like I said biological determinism or all the complexities yeah. of that Especially because women were kept out of sports for so long and the funding is different all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. But even if you take that if you say like cis women are weaker than cis men in real life, okay, this isn't real there's a talking reindeer and a fish man and a cyborg who's powered by cola. Wait. Why do you care? That, that's <laughs> Those something things that people got real? very angry at me about. Yeah, that that Damn. was something that was very frustrating. It wasn't even like they were angry at my opinions. They were like, "Well, uh, women suck in real life, so that's why Oda did it." It's like that's not your argument. Doesn't make any sense. This isn't like I said. That that was one thing that I mean. There are always going to be awful people. Um, yeah. Like Brian was talking about, like comments that are homophobic or whatever. But that was something where the, I wish they could see what they're saying and why it's kind of silly and they need to take a step back. I don't know well, if they got mad about Big Mom. Whether there's a strong woman? Probably not.
0: First off, I've done Taekwondo for over a decade and... Everyone who was stronger, like, most of the stronger people in that were women, and so I, mm-hmm. that is that is anecdotal, I know, but also that's, a, that's ridiculous.
3: Look, um, and that's also about technique, too. Like, they're mm-hmm. engaged in that, but to do those techniques, and in a yes. fantasy world...
0: Well, my instructor was also a woman. but this is that yeah.
3: Everyone's capable <laughs>
0: yeah but like that i mean okay like that i can't even like engage in that argument because it's coming from such a ridiculous place so weird
3: yeah what i would what i would do because i've I've encountered those arguments before specifically about how women are portrayed in media and fantasy the argument i would say is that well don't you think there should be more women and more diverse there should be women who are stronger in media and then if they say no because women are naturally weaker then i was like then why should we not do that? Because, like you said, there's a talking reindeer.
1: Yeah, it's people. There's a guy <laughs> with a long nose. It's a fantasy that series. Happen
3: in real life. Yeah, assuming we Why address why not? Not mm-hmm. just because women are weird. Like, then why not? It's
0: fantasy. I, I, I guess it's true. Like, assuming all of your biases and racism and sexism and all of that is correct which it's not but assu- let's mm. just assume it then why not have all of those things not represented in a fantasy series what is they it don't doing be challenged.
1: Well? it's so crazy like they get yeah. a it's a diff it's the like I said it's the inverse of whatever they accuse leftists of they just yeah. go it's like the sjws are ruining what is the sjw now it's I still
0: think piece. that is a cool soundtrack because
3: like it's too many women around in the commanding thing.
1: It's just very because they're they they are also hypersensitive just in a different way politically, sure. and I Dolly. wish people, and they would be willing to acknowledge that. 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 <laughs> I,
0: I, I still think a lot I still think social justice warriors sounds like a superhero team. I don't know why <laughs> it is an insult. I mean, I understand why it's an insult, but it's uh, come up with better insults um, or don't. Mm-hmm. You know what? Don't. Um, <laughs> so yeah was there anything else you guys wanted to mention i I did want to talk a little bit about like what we want to do in the next season or i guess is there anything else you want to take away from this one that you want to talk about that we haven't talked about
1: about. i had to get my rant out
0: <laughs> I'm good. I'm, Understandable. I'm <laughs> I could, I like, I'm holding, I'm gonna just hold back because I feel like there's a lot you, I'll say, I am very, very thankful for being able to curate. Uh, what I see in the One Piece fandom for the most part. And I know that, you know, there is a community on Reddit, on YouTube. The, uh, you know, the worst comments we usually get are on YouTube, although we get some great ones too. Um, We don't have a big presence on YouTube, and I'm often very thankful for it. Um, But, you know, we, on Twitter at least, um, I, you know, mostly it's not that I only see positive comments, which absolutely I don't, but I don't see that kind of uh, behavior. I don't see that I, I kind can take of
1: criticism. I can take people yeah. who just don't like what I do. That's fine. That's really I grew up on the Internet, you know, so it's just other stuff that's yeah. annoying. It's like if someone I didn't really care for this episode or I wish this was different. That's helpful to me yes. you know yeah
0: especially sure. if you provide like you know oh good, i wish it were team. like this and you know or like i like your show but this or i can't listen to your show because of this oh i would change that thing then if that's you know a reasonable thing to change yeah if, um, if it's
3: reasonable and the, if it's a proper critique not just like i don't like it because i don't like it i am like well okay
0: i'm like nice. i'm sorry you don't like it anymore but that's yeah, the, so, that's how it, it is, yeah.
3: As, as I used to, as we used to say back where I come from, hit the bricks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, go somewhere else. The streets right there. So, yeah, I, next season we've been talking about talking about talking about talking about talking. Uh, n- I love the idea of native culture now. I think that's a really and uh, also native like genocides and native um, persecution and, and all of that, I think, is definitely addressed in one piece. And I would be really curious to see from a native perspective. Um, I, would, cause I don't think I've ever found, I've wanted
1: to read something like that about Skypia because I am not very well versed in that, I would love to see an actual Native person's ta- or, like, someone who's familiar with that history. That would be awesome. Because I don't yeah. really, it, it's, you know, I like the arc, but it uh, is also kind of an awkward thing or relies on stereotypes in some areas. Yeah. So it's like, mm-hmm. I would love to talk to people about
0: that. And it's, like, it, it's an interesting uh, portrayal. I don't mean to get into the whole topic now. I'm sure we'll talk about it when we talk about it. But, like, um, it's not, like, there's always gray area in everything Oda does, but it's not like uh, – the, the most evil colonial figure in that was the guy at the beginning once they get like thrown up into the sky in the flashback. And it's like, we're oh, stealing the – we're stealing the birth. The and, yeah, Nolan's king. Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. The, the- it was the god at that time like 600 yeah, yeah, years he, ago. He looked like Yama. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, uh, he yeah. did. He was he was ugly, which it, it's a, that's another topic. I guess we could talk about <laughs> is that Oda often portrays people with bad ideologies as a uh, very physically, yeah. Um, but we were also going to talk about um mental illness and mental health. I think that's and uh,
3: asexuality, too,
0: asexuality, mm, a spectrum, aromanticism. That's
3: separate episodes,
0: a separate, those are all separate Well, no, not all, not each of the A-Spectrum ones, but yes, the mental health one is separate from that. Um, I think we have all our guests for that one already, so maybe we'll have that episode sooner rather than later. Um, Especially, maybe not as of this recording, but as of this release. Um, We're going to do our next Global Fandom episode. I know, Shannon, you've talked a lot about disability and disfigurement as a really good topic. and I think
1: that would be really interesting, especially with One
0: Piece, yeah. Yeah. Uh, How many characters There's this one image Maddie drew, of shanks with all the other arms in one piece that had been like severed at some point um and i it just makes you realize how much of that is in the series brian what were you uh, gonna say also
3: warfare we have to really yeah about that no
0: yeah. And I, I mean, I'll put the word out th- there if there's anyone who is a veteran of war who is comfortable talking about their experience and if they relate to you know those experiences through One Piece at all. Um, and uh, really any of these topics, please let us know. Um, I also, I, I forgot where, I, where we had this discussion, but the idea of talking about Japanese history and Japanese perspectives um, about One Piece and the things that are unique to, I guess, a Japanese perspective. I'm curious to see if there are, is anything. Um, I think that would be interesting. Anything else that I'm missing? Probably. If there are any I think other I topics, the let us body know.
1: horror one, although that kind of goes into disfigurement too. Yeah, yeah. But I think that would be fun as well. Get some horror buffs. But just about the way bodies are represented, kind of like mutilated in One Piece. Not as much as a serious analysis of like representation of disability and disfigurement, but on the other hand, of it as like art horror kind of stuff, and how One Piece is not a horror series, but there are a lot of really horrific things that happen. Like we were talking about Baron Matsuri when Luffy yeah. shot full of arrows and stuff like that. I think is really interesting.
3: Okay. Um, can, I'm going to write can that down. Structure some of the more art episodes of, about that, like media and media horror, and probably that's another good.
0: Uh, and music for- I think is a also a good and yeah. a uh, completely different. End of the spectrum. Sure. I mean, There's a lot
3: of music in One
0: so. Piece. Although that track during the Omatsuri scene um, always comes up on my thing with like the when you see all that body horror thing toward the end is like mm. a, that is an especially um, visceral track. Uh, speaking of both music and horror and disfigurement. Yeah, I think I don't know if we would do both in a row, but those are both very good topics that are like separate but similar. Um, and I, I think a lot of, you know, I'm we're trying to like, when we do an episode, go f- deeper into the thing. And I, I'm sure with A-Spectrum, there's like demisexuality too, right? There's like a lot. I am so unfamiliar with a lot of that world. And I am very interested in talking to people who are part of that world. Um too, so I'm, I'm very I know about though. it,
1: but I, I am not asexual. So I think it would be really interesting. It's something that I'm completely removed from as far as my own life experiences, so I think it would be really f- interesting and fun to talk about, especially with this series. And Luffy. Yeah, Luffy, with Luffy. With yeah. Luffy. <laughs> Luffy uh. and Hancock. And he's just like, no.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think that's a super cool thing. Or if it's just like a symptom of, not symptom, if it's just like a in a trope, um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm curious as to, as to their thoughts yeah, on would, that, too.
3: I would like someone's, like, uh, analysis of that with in and also Japanese culture, because that would be... Mm-hmm. Maybe they don't view it strictly as asexuality. Maybe it's just like, eh, that the kid. Yeah. He's <laughs> an ambitious kid. He doesn't stop thinking about any of that because he's so focused on his goal.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I could definitely see the end of the series. Oh, Luffy settles down with a nice woman at the end of the series. You know, like, I don't know if I, Oda I, is going to do I that, but.
3: Yeah, I don't think he'll do that. I don't particularly I, I wouldn't yeah, really i mean i guess that's the
0: naruto thing you know it's like okay he didn't end up with sasuke at the end you know i'm, I mean, I'm disappointed we did about that same thing
3: too it's just like all right and let's cut ahead and they're family
0: people and they're and harry potter and not to <laughs> that's a but there the, that gurren Lagen, I th- i feel like that has been an ending of the series trope and i don't think that Oda is going to do that. Also, remember, he came I, up with the end of this in 1997 or earlier, so he's not going to follow those tropes necessarily.
3: I mean, most people are theorizing the whole Luffy dies at the end, which, you know, not out of the realm because death and illness and legends are a big part of that so
0: I, I wonder if uh, if we took odds you know the whether the Ooh. odds for him dying at the end would be higher than the odds of him settling down and having a family um,
3: <laughs> I'll put die over settling down
0: I think die family. too I would definitely I put think
1: die I think Luffy's kids would die if he had them. I don't think he'd be a good dad he's oh, crazy
0: well. <laughs> 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 I yeah and like who would he settle down with you know like like, that's was, you know, those are that's a shipping episode, deaf. maybe we'll do that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, that, that would, would be do. fun. Totally shipping shipping episode. Episode. Okay, okay, I, no, I think Frankie and
1: Robin should end up together. They got vibes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my I, take on I'm that. I'm still
0: so torn because I really feel like they're of course we end with shipping in this episode. Uh <laughs> I still feel like the the straw hats are like family. It feels like incestuous, <laughs> but I mean I understand mommy, it, trust and, me. Mom and dad
3: can get down. What are you talking about?
0: That's true. That's true. They're the only ones. He's, he's a cool dad. Yeah. He would be a cool dad. It's like having a toy for a dad, you know? Um, right. oh, let's, let's, play tank. And by that, I mean, literally become a tank. Um, <laughs> see, it has to be realistic, Shannon. That's the thing. Uh, men are <laughs> yeah, actually yeah, yeah, yeah. tanks. Um, and that's the problem with today's society. Anyway, um, Shannon, where could people find you and your great work?
1: Thank you. You can find me on Twitter at Plenty of Alcoves. I'm the film correspondent for Struggle Session. That's at Struggle Sesh. I'm a player on the Teenage Superhero Body Horror Podcast, Critical Bits at Critical Bitcast. And if you look up Fake Friends Parasocial on YouTube or if you look up Sturgey Movies, you can find me. All my video essay stuff.
0: They're, they're really good if you have not. I don't know how you've gotten this far through the podcast without having at least the curiosity to check out Shannon's videos. But, um, Thank you. you Watch know. Fake
1: Friends too. That's the one, everybody. I also yeah. have one piece video that's back up now.
0: Yeah, I, I must have watched that. I've watched your loop on one. Out. I've seen your maybe I didn't. I walk. Um, as Brian, you're the other person here. Uh, oh, where yeah. can people find you? Uh,
3: Dark King Zoro on Twitter, all one word. Uh, check out the Animation Success Stories podcast, ASS podcast on YouTube. We just uh, have interviews with animation professionals, how they got in there, their trials and tribulations, and anything that inspired them. To pursue a career in animation. Uh, season 5 of Rick and Morty is coming out in a month, I think. Uh, and. Rugrats, I'm gonna ruin your childhood, apparently. <laughs>
0: So, <laughs> is that the full it, title, Rugrats? I'm going to ruin your childhood. Apparently, well, they already because did, if it uh, is. Gr-
3: they already did Grown Up like a couple of decades ago. So yeah, the next day. Uh, no, that, that
0: one, that one ruined my childhood. I'm going to be honest. Um, no, I never. I don't even think I watched that one, but it, I heard interesting I, things. I about did it. not. Ru-
3: I heard it was okay, but it like, was
0: all grown up, right? That was yeah, the, all yeah. grown up.
3: Yeah, like I just didn't watch a lot of the class B Chupo, like as Told by Ginger." All grown up, I like. Yeah, Wild I was gone by progress. that
0: point. Wild yeah. Thornberries was the was a later one, I think. For I love, I love Wild right. Thornberries. Yeah, and uh um, all Real
3: Monsters, and of course, oh, of course, Man, which all the kids love, Doug Man.
0: Yes, all the kids do love Duckman. That is absolutely true. You could follow me. No Duckman tweets, probably. Although we'll see. Um, at Zach underscore Logan, um, the main podcast is at One Piece Podcast and OnePiecePodcast.com. Um, Fight Together, if you have not realized, has its own feed on Apple and on Spotify and anywhere you get your podcasts. Please uh, subscribe to Fight Together. Um, we're go- I don't know when the next season is coming out as I sit here. Recording this, it might be in the description. We might have already recorded all of it by the time this comes out. I don't know, but I do love recording episodes ahead of time, and I do love recording fight together. Um, this series, um, I don't, you know, I haven't really gotten to talk too much about. Just this series it has really made a huge impact on my life, um, in so many different ways. It opened my eyes about many, many different topics and things we didn't know learn that I didn't know about before. That question I could have gone on for hours talking about it and also just making connections with some really awesome people Um, this series this season we were talking specifically I know Carol was I thought a standout in in this season Mm -hmm. she's Um, fantastic yeah and um and everyone every other guest we had was awesome um so if you haven't checked any of them out check them all out right now um, but we'll see you next time on fight together and also on the one piece podcast my name is zach we'll see you all later goodbye Bye. later